0: Is a preacher allowed to say that it's been a rough weekend? Yeah. (laughs) It's been an incredibly rough weekend especially if you're a parent One day I promised myself I'll write a book on parenting and preaching (laughs) and uh, preaching can be one of the most difficult jobs in the world Especially when you have to preach through some moments. Um, is everything okay? Yeah, guys. Everything okay? Okay, it the Holy Spirit. So okay. <laughs> Amen. Give the Lord a hand and give Cammy a hand. Tell me, will you to Ephesians chapter five and get your pinky on Psalm ninety? Ephesians chapter 5 and Psalm 90. Could I get some water, please? If you're wondering why my hair is looking so trimmed every week and neat and the fade is in, my Vin Diesel barber is in the house. Hello, <laughs> welcome. It's good to see you, sir. I think uh, your son should borrow you some, some hair over there <laughs> You know, Baba, Baba with a cheese it's Kind of a sweet paradox Reminds me of my granddad My granddad was a builder You know, he used to build all the fancy houses But when we came home When we got home, he left everything unbuilt <laughs> He built a face brick halfway around the house didn't complete the job my grandmother used to fight with him it's just so good to be in the presence of the Lord this morning tell me where you going with my water what's going on hey what's wrong with that water is that cold water okay give me other water, give me other water. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> you, poisoned the water. And we we'll need a cup bearer. And we we'll need a cup bearer for church. Eh? Okay. After the. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. And let's read from verses 14. If you're there with me, please give me an amen. 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 Therefore, the Lord says, Awake, you who sleep. Another translation would say, Awake, you sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now that you've been awoken, and now that you've waken up from your sleep, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil psalm 90 and verse 12 says so lord teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom last week we shared from the topic flipping the script we're still sharing around the theme redeeming the time and the title of this morning's message is a heart of wisdom a heart of wisdom come let's pray holy spirit i thank you for your presence i thank you that you're still choosing ordinary people to do extraordinary things for an extraordinary god thank you for each and every soul here in this building this morning my heart is that Each one will hear your word, hear your voice through this vessel of clay, mix your word with faith, and walk away a changed man and a changed woman, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Is my mic okay? uh, can Can I have the black mic? One two, one two. can you hear me yeah okay I'm just going to quickly recap from last week and for me to repeat these things is not tedious but by way of reminder i want to start your pure minds is that fine yeah redemption redemption has always been the business of god do you agree? Yeah. Redemption has always been the business of God. It's always been the determination of God to redeem the lost and to redeem that which is lost. Scripture says that God was in Christ reconciling the world into himself. And so when we looked at the creation account and the history of our origins. God is presented with a world that is without form, a world that is dark and a world that is a chaotic mess. And God looking at this murky, dark watery abyss speaks and in the speaking of his voice and in the utterances of god that which is empty becomes full and that which is dark becomes eclipsed with the light and god begins to form and create the creative content of the universe and the environment that we live in simply by the word of his power. And Hebrews tells us that he upholds all things together by the word of his power. And in creating the universe and the environment in which we live in, God starts the clock. He starts the clock. And he creates time as a construct for the universe. And the Bible says he separates the light from the darkness and he calls the darkness the night and he calls the light day. And the clock began and he created man and he put man and placed us in the passage of time. And so we became time people. We are time people. Time is measurable, but time is also a non-renewable resource. Once time is gone, it's gone. You want to know the value of one year? Ask a student who has failed a grade. You want to know the value of one month? You ask a woman who's given birth prematurely. You want to know the value of one week ask the editor of a weekly newspaper You want to know the value of one hour and ask two lovers who have an appointment You want to know the value of one minute you ask someone who has missed the train You want to know the value of one second ask anyone has avoided an accident and you want to know the value of one millisecond you ask the person who took second place and got silver time is fleeting measurable but a non-renewable resource there is a correlation between time and purpose Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, There is a time for everything and a purpose for which everything was created under the heavens. A season for everything and a time for every purpose that was created under the heavens. Time and purpose have an inseparable relationship. mm -hmm. In other words, if you have time, you have purpose. Did you hear me, Church? The fact that you are seated here, breathing in your lungs, you have an intended purpose by God. Amen. Amen. We previously highlighted the fact that the Greeks had a word for everything. Okay. As the Proverbs go the terms used for time in the new testament greek are the words chronos and the words kairos did i mention this last week yes okay just checking chronos is the quantitative measuring of time where we measure time by days and hours and minutes you know that enigmatic chronograph of, of time you know It relates to questions like how old are you? You How fast did it go? That's how we typically measure time by the calendar Kairos we said is the qualitative measurement of time Okay, in other words Kairos speaks to an opportune time a defining moment in time and so time becomes the container for opportunity time or Kronos is the container for Kairos Kairos represents transitional moments in your life sometimes good and sometimes bad they are Kairos opportune moments that you will be faced with in your family your personal life in your career in your relationship with God you will be faced with Kairos definitive moments in your life and we stated that with the with kairos moments kairos moments have a short lifespan okay in other words if you miss a kairos moment it may may or may not come back for you and if it comes back it won't be dressed the same way so the lifetime of an opportunity must be seized in the opportunity of the lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity and so kairos moments represent significant moments in your life where the word kairos comes from it actually comes from greek archery okay someone with the bow and arrow okay some of you are asking little kids and the archer would aim at his target, pull the arrow back, and wait for the Kairos moment. When the Kairos moment comes, he will release his arrow and perfectly with precision hit his target. And that's how life must be lived. We must think in moments. We must think in capturing and seizing and maximizing moments and opportunities. So when the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 5 Redeeming the time What the scripture is actually saying is Redeem the Kairos moments Redeem the opportune moments in your life Because there's nothing you can do to redeem Kronos I can bleach this hair as much as I want You know I can spend a hundred hours in the gym one day is one day when I'll be walking with that walking stick (laughs) there's nothing I can do to redeem Kronos but I can redeem the Kairos moments in my life last week I shared about ways in which we can seize opportune times we seize opportune times by being prepared for them We need to be prepared for kairos moments. Opportunity will always locate those who are prepared. Sometimes it comes to you whether you're prepared or not. But when favor finds you, best be prepared. Opportunity waits for no one who is unprepared. So we said don't just wait for moments to come to you and and Kairos moments, defining moments happen to you by happenstance you know by God's sovereignty but we say that's not the mentality we want to adopt we've got to think about also creating moments like in your prayer life and in your relationship with God you can create moments with God you don't have to sit back and say God you come closer When God says, you draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. So what you do is you bombard the gates of heaven and you press through the crowd and you reach out for the hem of his garment. And in your prayer, in your desperation, in your fasting and in your devotion and in your worship you create a moment with God. So many of us are seeking for God encounters but God is saying, hey, I'm seeking for a woman encounter. I'm seeking for a man encounter and so instead of waiting for the iron to be hot to strike last week we said you strike until it gets hot yes. you strike until the iron gets hot we create moments not only by being or we prepare for these moments not only through preparation but also by flipping the script change the narrative yeah. do something different you're expecting different results You're doing the same thing repeatedly and God's looking at you and saying flip the script and some of you every Sunday you sit in the same seat some of you even wear the same clothes I meant to flip the script this morning and wear a coat because I don't usually wear a coat but I forgot my coat so I forgot to flip the script okay and flipping the script means that you do something out of the ordinary that you don't usually do. Like now and again, when it's praise and worship, some of you don't clap your hands. Flip the script. And give the Lord a praise. The clapping of your hands. Or get down on your knees. Do something different. Amen. Amen. Kairos moments are marked by by, by two things: acceleration and unusual happenings in your life. If you step into Kairos moment and you seize the moment, God will accelerate the time spent that it usually spends. And we spoke about Nehemiah, and the time of Nehemiah took 150 years to try and attempt to build the walls of Jerusalem and nothing happened. Then they spent another 50 years trying to repair it and stop somewhere by the foundations. But when the time and season of opportunity came for Nehemiah and God's people, he seized it. And it took 52 days for him to rebuild a wall that took almost 200 years to rebuild. Because he seized the moment. He seized the moment. If you flip the script, you could get the miracle and the breakthrough you trust in God for. Now, When we get to Ephesians chapter 5 you will know that this phrase redeeming the time does not occur once in Scripture it occurs twice it occurs in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and it appears in Colossians chapter 4 and in Colossians chapter 4 verse 5 the Bible says walk in wisdom towards those who are outside Redeeming the time. Ephesians chapter 5 says, walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Colossians chapter 4 says, Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Ephesians chapter 5 says, Walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Colossians chapter 4 says walk in wisdom redeeming the time Ephesians chapter 5 says walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time whenever something is repeated in scripture it's for emphasis it's to stress a particular truth it's to accentuate Or provide further clarity on what God is trying to say And so if we ask the question What or how do we redeem the time? It's there Walk in wisdom Wisdom is our leverage and resource in redeeming the time Wisdom is how we seize the moments. Why is wisdom the resource? Why is wisdom the key to seizing Kairos moments? Because wisdom is timeless. Wisdom is timeless. Sometimes I feel I enjoy my preaching more than others. Wisdom is timeless Proverbs 8 verse 22 The Lord possessed me. This is this is wisdom personified Okay, and the reason why wisdom is being personified is because the the Hebrew root word For wisdom and the Greek root word for wisdom is feminine So Solomon in his skill skilled, um, skilled Uh, way of writing employs personification to wisdom. It gives human attributes to to an, an abstract ideal concept. And so wisdom is speaking personified as a woman and says, the Lord possessed me from the beginning of his way. Before his works of old, I've been established from everlasting. From the beginning, before there was ever an earth, I existed wisdom existed before creation and before existence wisdom is timeless and wisdom existed before anything else because wisdom is an inherent quality of God it's an attribute of God Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 that Christ is the power and wisdom of God there are a few principles of wisdom that we need to understand before we go ahead Firstly Bible says in Proverbs 3 verse 19 by wisdom The Lord laid down the foundations of the earth Okay, by wisdom the Lord laid down the foundations of the earth. You've got the picture Okay, we we're in the construction industry now yeah. and then later on in Proverbs 24 bible says by wisdom a house is built and so wisdom becomes the same principle of order for you and i that's how we build our lives it's how we build it accurately it's how we build it according to the heavenly design is by wisdom and so if wisdom is responsible for for the existence of creation and the foundations of creation in by the same order of principle we should live, by wisdom. An element of wisdom that should never be excluded from the ideal notion or truth is that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so true wisdom can never be expressed or or displayed without a fear of who God is. So for us to build and redeem the time, it's important that we live consciously with His presence. Because that's partly what the fear of God means. I I, I gave you this uh, illustration some time ago of this man who goes in golf. And he's notorious for using vulgar. And the F's and the B's are flying. He's using hard, you know, uh, Irish language. Whenever he misses his path. <laughs> and then one day his colleagues notice he's no longer swearing. And so they ask, hey, Joe, what changed? What's the difference? He said, no, today I'm playing with my pastor. <laughs> when, you, when you walk and when you live with the fear of God, you live... You speak in such a way that you're conscious of His presence, and you're conscious of someone whom you're going to give account to. Okay. So wisdom is being con- of, or the fear of God is being conscious of His presence, and and wisdom is being concerned with His principles. You've got to be concerned and invested in the truth. Wisdom by definition is broad and all-encompassing it's a very very broad term wisdom can refer or be defined as the correct accurate application of well understood truth okay can also be defined as having discernment and good judgment can be defined as having common sense and Lord knows we need a good dose of common sense today Okay, uncommon common sense Okay, wisdom can also be defined as the grit and capacity to act on the truth Having the capacity and the will and the courage to actually act on what you believe Wisdom is the interchange between knowledge, discernment, and application. It's the ability to discern the dynamics of life, to differentiate between what's valuable and not. Wisdom is the ability to discern the dynamics of life. A few things I want to say about wisdom, and then I'm out of your hair. Wisdom must be practical. You got that? Wisdom must be expressed in practical terms and living. Because it's not wise to only talk wise things. You've got to actually start doing some wise things. You know? And I used to get upset with a particular close, very, very close family member of mine these sermons are being recorded (laughs) and I always used to say but you are an educator you are so educated you've got degrees in your field of study but you're acting like you didn't get past grade one (laughs) wisdom is not in talk only we can talk flying superlative concepts and, and, and impress everyone in the room, but if, if it doesn't come from pie in the sky to steak on the plate, then it's, God doesn't look at it as wisdom. God says this is a pseudo-wisdom. This is the a wisdom of this world. Part of the reason why Solomon personified Wisdom in the first nine chapters of Proverbs, woman is displayed. Uh, uh, wisdom is displayed as a woman crying out in the public place, and inviting everyone to, uh, you know, to come and hear her words and you know, her wisdom. And the reason why why Paul does, a uh, why I'm calling Solomon Paul, but the reason why Solomon does that is because he's trying to convey that wisdom must be embodied. So he's personifying wisdom as a woman try and convey the message hey wisdom must be embodied must be practical just as the word became flesh wisdom must be embodied must be seen in your day to day decisions and your lifestyle and must be heard in your speech wisdom Is found and located with God Amen. wisdom Amen. is worth God so if you want wisdom you have to go to the source James 1 says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask God let him ask God and he who gives liberally And without partiality or prejudice, will give to all who ask. Wisdom is located in the scriptures. Paul said to Timothy, From a child, you've known the scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith. So knowing and understanding the scriptures and applying the scriptures makes you wise unto salvation. Wisdom is also found with the wise. No brainer. Proverbs 13 says whoever walks with the wise will become wise and the companion of fools will suffer harm. And sometimes those who are wise don't come across to some of us as those who are wise. <laughs> Let me get to what I'm hinting at. Proverbs 1 and 8 says in the new century version it says wise children take your parents advice. Whether you like it or not for most of you Whether you like it or not there's a lot of wisdom and I want you young people to hear me this morning There's a lot of wisdom in the advice and counsel and conversations of your parents Don't allow familiarity and all the animosity and the fighting and the bickering and the discipline to cloud your judgments of where wisdom is located why should you listen to your parents and why why is it necessary well let me just put a disclaimer I'm speaking for those parents who are actually good godly parents <laughs> let put a disclaimer there firstly your parents have and your seniors have what your what they call it peers don't have and that is experience and perspective and I don't care how how intelligent your friends are money will never be able to buy you the kind of perspective and experience you get from your parents when um, when Layla came into adolescence um, a few things I noticed. Firstly, I noticed she started liking boys, and that disturbed me greatly. <laughs> it was a quick transition, a bit uncomfortable. Took time to adjust to the fact that Layla, little cute Layla, is now showing an interest in boys. And the second thing I noticed is okay, Layla's becoming self conscious, you know. now she's. Now concerned about herself in the mirror, how she looks, her hair. It's taking extra long for us to get to church. You know. Then <laughs> yeah, I noticed, okay. Layla's developing a brain. You know? She's starting to reason and have healthy conversation with us. You know, be getting some feedback. She's giving some insights and okay. Then yeah, I noticed Layla starts to get a mouth. <laughs> like, okay And when I, I discovered that she's starting to get a mouth I reminded her That their brain is only 13 years old Between your mother and I We will have almost 70 or 80 years of brains <laughs> And I was a teenager before None of your friends were a teenager before I know technology has changed, there's social media, but don't be fooled, young people. There's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) That's the same old script, nothing new. And so for one moment, if you think you're more intelligent than your parents, and you can outsmart your parents, and you know better than your parents, I'm going to say this soberly that you Will bring your life to ruin as young as you are. Can I can I say that parents? Okay, do I have parents support at least? (laughs) Adhere to the wisdom of the wise and Sometimes not all the time, but a lot of the time wisdom comes with age and experience and perspective Okay, sometimes we don't have the concepts to draw from here to guide you but perspective and experience is invaluable it will save you a lot of trouble trust me another reason to listen to the wise and to your parents young people is because nobody has your interests like your family I know he's telling you he loves you I know she's telling you that you the sugar in his tea and I can't live without you But as I stand here now All the girls who could is not here All the girlfriends I had There weren't many But there were few They confessed undying love Your parents will tell you the story too There's few exceptions where some have been high school sweethearts I don't think maybe Brother Owey was a high school sweetheart <laughs> But there's few exceptions But for the majority of life The friends that I had back then are not with me now they're not here the girlfriends I had that were willing to throw themselves on the train lines for me (laughs) are not even here now and you want to pledge allegiance to friends and to girlfriends and boyfriends who's gonna bail you out of trouble years from now your parents Who's still going to be here for you after all is said and done? Your parents Don't be foolish Don't think for a moment young people that you have time You don't have time You don't have time I can remember it was just yesterday when I was a teenager Time is fleeting Redeem the time Why should you listen to your parents? One good reason is to avoid the discipline Why go through the pain of discipline? Having your phone and internet disconnected and if you are in my home, a, a smack on the bum Why go through the pain? Why go through the discipline and the punishment? Listen to your parents Mainly to avoid regret one day Because that regret will eat you all the days of your life You know I had a prophecy once Uh, Prophet called me out and said You'll be a weeping prophet (laughs) Hey, Why is he giving the word? (laughs) Do you know uh, I live with my grandmother And I started drinking and smoking And I was growing a little weed garden behind I was 14 years old You know Mm -hmm. Knew it all Mr. Know it all got saved at 16 and I was so on fire for Jesus and I was sharing this with the team the other day uh, and my granny used to beg me boy cut the grass for me and I'd be like hey gran, I gotta go preach there's an open air you know I've got no time to cut the grass and I was actually lazy I didn't really want to cut the grass <laughs> so I used church as an excuse And uh, she'd beg me almost every weekend, and every weekend, this preacher standing in front of you avoided doing the cross. And today she's gone, and I can kick myself in the head because I didn't cut the cross. A stupid little thing like cutting the cross. But I'm living with a simple regret. And one day, If you don't do your best to honor your parents you will live with the kind of regret that's tailored for your life and your own. Make it your passion to love by wisdom. In your marriage, husband and wife, instead of fighting with each other, fight for each other. This is a wise saying Fight for each other Fight to the death if you must Marriage is the cornerstone of civilization Remember your vows It was nice when the love music was playing And the money was spent And you said those vows And you said it before God Return to your first love Be a man of your word and be a woman of your word. You treat him with respect and with honor. Bible says Sarah called Abraham Lord. That's how much she regarded him. She held him in such high esteem. His vision for the home, his strategy for the home, his place in the home must become a place of honor and esteem. Husbands You have the greatest responsibility Because you must love Your wife Above your self interest And your pride You love her With your life And if God forbid Because we're living in a society Where unfortunately Even the church marriage fails If it's beyond your control and your faith and your efforts, all your energies, if, God forbid, don't lose hope. And don't lose faith. And lastly, to the church. Sounds like a epistle I'm preaching this morning. Yeah. But to the church, you fill the pews. Every day Don't date God Commit to God Commit to God With all your heart And with all your soul Some of you are going through challenges, Such challenges in your life And you want God to be there 24-7 for you You want God to kick down the walls and tear down the barricades and you want God to come riding in on all your life's problems but at least meet him halfway at least meet him Lord, halfway my desire for you church there's no desire up here for anyone to have any kind of ministry desire for each and every single one of you and you came here for this is for you to come up higher <clears throat> you've been playing in the shallow end for so long and for too long and you hear because deep down inside you love God and you want to get to know him better and you, and you want to encounter him and you want to read your word and, and you want to be this prayer warrior and and soldier for Christ, but you're still playing in the shallow end. Come on over to the deep end. Come carry the cross. It's not comfortable. You know, the other day when it when it rained in a storm on Sunday, like half of you are in bed. And, and I look at the weather outside and say, hey, do I have to go to church? And I realize, oh my goodness, the responsibility binds me. And in all honesty, if I didn't have responsibility, I'll tell you the truth, I wouldn't have come Depending on my mood, I wouldn't have come But Stop playing in the shallow end Get involved, get engaged Not necessarily to rebirth If you growing spiritually means you leaving rebirth And finding another home, I will help you pack. Mm. And I will say, let's go find you a church. But I'm saying enough with the shallow end. Let's come let's put our hands to the plow. And let's do something for Jesus. Okay? Let's do something for Jesus. You're doing well in so many areas of your life. You're doing well in your business. You're doing well at your job. Some of you are going through a lot of stuff. You're doing well in your relationship let's do well in church okay you know so much more can be accomplished together yeah. you No. Know? let me tell you if if there wasn't no no church or no no rebirth and we probably wouldn't have heard of a bucket drive we probably wouldn't have heard of the rehab and and and, and Simone, hope on call wouldn't have heard of all these you know because there's, there's a purpose in coming together you, you have more leverage when you have a team and you can accomplish so much more together one puts a thousands of light two ten thousand think about that if you build God a house he'll build yours and I'm gonna close on this note, in the style of my poet friend, Granville Green. When I was a child, I laughed and wept, time crept. When I was a youth, I dreamt and talked, time walked. And when I became a full grown man, time ran. And later as I older grew, time flew soon i will find while traveling on time gone can we stand